Welcome to Marketing Money Podcast. Roll it! Back again with the Marketing Money Podcast, it's Mr. John Oxford and uh, Mr. Josh Mabus over there. How are you today, Josh? I'm wonderful. Oh, high yeah. energy. He's high energy. Yeah, sure, whatever. You got it? You got the energy today? I got it. You bringing it? I drank, I drank a Red Bull earlier, I think. Hmm. I'm really bad about like, maybe this is a pandemic thing, maybe I'm just losing my mind, but like... Like, if I have a daily medicine, like, did I take it? Like, I think I drank a Red Bull earlier. Don't even drink another one. And there's the train. Welcome to Tupelo. Yep. It's like it's always time. Training for, day. For right when. Every day's training day in Tupelo. King Kong. Ain't sure. got nothing Yeah, exactly. on this podcast. Exactly. So this weekend, this will be out the Friday this before. This no, this weekend. coming weekend is what in the past we took time out of our busy schedule and attention deficit disorder to discuss the ads in the Super Bowl. Superb owl. Well, we are media, so we can actually discuss We are it. not media. We this... are media. Uh, we are part of the podcast is media. Yeah. And this is not, we're not selling anything. So it's, this is. You're isn't, not. Well, I'm not. So anyway, Super Bowl ads are on and there there's usually around 90 to 95 ads per Super Bowl six to eight local inserts during the third quarter This is by after way, halftime. This is going to be the best Super Bowl in a long time. The most competitive Super Bowl. The game you think I it think will it's be? I think it's going to be the most interesting like the most interesting to last couple have been kind of burring. This one's going to be exciting. The last one two back were pretty good. The last but but point being here's so here's where I where I am on the ads. Budweiser, Pepsi and one other not spending any money. Well, they are. They're putting their money towards vaccine promotion to convince Americans to take the vaccine. Yeah, which is a hell of a thing, isn't it? It's weird to me, but, you know, there's various opinions out there. And, and as I found out on a call the other day, we need 260 million Americans to take the vaccine to reach herd immunity through the vaccine. Which can't happen statistically. Yeah, it would be every single American over the age of 18. Yeah. It's going to be a, a waning process to get us to where we can go back to the normal life we had at the end of 2019. Well, if Bill Gates wouldn't try to inject microchips into I, us. I'm, yeah, I totally believe that. So, But to the point of it, I think the Super Bowl... Bill Gates can't... By the way, if you believe that, listener, Bill Gates can't figure out how to make a cell phone that will, will sell. <laughs> so, so <laughs> just say, Zoom anybody? I mean, a computer that updates at the most inappropriate worst time possible that's typically what happens with he let a dude with one product nearly put him out of business Uh, yeah but anyway he's not putting a chip in you to the super bowl i always say i'm also a member of the illuminati so it's my job to say i I don't know who this is but anyway to the point that i was saying that actually is relevant the super bowl usually sets the theme of ads for at least the short run after it it very much sets for the rest of the year and it missed the pandemic this last time it did because it was the pandemic it was, ha- was right kind of a is it going to happen like, is it not going to happen it's yeah. over in Europe 
it's not coming over here from Asia, is it? And so now I wonder if, you know, how many ads are going to have masks? How many ads will have all of them represent representative of life before the pandemic? We're all in this together. Unity. I could promise you right political. now. Political. Well, you think it'll be as political? Remember three years ago when it was like super political? There everything was, was like immigration of, yeah. and it was like everything was just political, political, political. And then it kind of got away. It got back to being funny, I thought, last year. It had the Doritos ads and Sprite and some stuff that was kind of, they were comical. Baby Yoda. There's going to be some Baby Yoda. You think there'll be Baby Yoda? Baby Yoda's got to be in it. You know, you need celebrity, you need music, you need some type of calls. And Ryan need, Reynolds is going to be in at least three, I bet, right now. I mean, how could he not be? He may play on the in the game. That would be funny is if you could get footage that matched the game and put it as your commercial, but it had like, whatever in advertising so it was like weird you thought you're watching the game so everybody started watching again and you could place it right when you were thought you were coming back from the commercial break but you weren't well there's like the bud bowl that you got to vote on like what happened during the commercial there's like little helmets going around a, on on the like screen on the bottles yeah it was anyway. yeah nothing makes children want to drink like bud bowl <laughs> Well, then there was like the puppy bowl or something. I don't remember. Well, to the point of all this, watch watch for the themes this Sunday in the Super Bowl, which should be to your point. I, I think the Chiefs and, and uh, I almost said Patriots. The Chiefs and Bucks will be a good game. Yeah, the, 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 they like, got half of them. The, the Patriots. It's like the Patriots for the strike through, and then the Buccaneers yeah. <laughs> is yeah. really three, what it is. Three or four of the Buccaneers played for the Patriots, but anyway, uh, and two very important. They played ones. on the Bucking Field. They. It's yeah, whatever. So arg to the pirates. It'll be uh, good to see what the themes are that come out of it. And as an advertiser, advertiser, I like seeing what the big brands are doing and all the big money agencies uh, put together for five million dollars a pop. I Not do, to mention the production value of them. So you know, some of those ads are eight million dollars. I do think the de- deference, deference deferrable whatever the the spending your like saying i'm not going to spend my budweiser i mean do they have i mean i don't think they have to spend money on the super bowl i think I, it's I, i'm more it's like an expected brand thing i don't think they could just not do it and i don't think it i thought it was like not spending money on ads in the and it wasn't awareness of the vaccine i thought they were donating the money i, d- I didn't so i could have easily misread i think it was confusing how it was interpreted yeah. in the media and it look for me it was probably a pop-up alert that i read from bloomberg or something mm-hmm. but my point is i want to see if there are actually advertisements that maybe all three of the brands combine and yeah, it shows it, it and it says great and we paid for this as awareness yeah. of the vaccine or if they actually just gave the money and said go buy vaccines and distribute them speaking of name id and awareness because like one of the things that well, i didn't plan to bring this up so i left filled you here so like was left that, end zone yeah. with a left home, hash. home run offsides batter yeah. putt score so slam dunk there's this these studies that people still haven't heard of ppp like business owners haven't heard of ppp which i'm paycheck protection act program sorry paycheck protection part of the cares Cares act Act. this was getting too faster than my brain would allow me to so they're they're business owners owners that so so target audience hasn't heard, heard of it we talk about name id and awareness do you think there's anybody in america right now that has not heard of the coronavirus that's under that's over ten. Yeah, that's of like a, a an understand. Yeah, I mean, my son's five and he knows what it is and talks about it. Yeah, I'm just, but I'm just saying, like, we talk about name, ID, and awareness and things that like you would think that everyone had heard of the Paycheck Protection Program. Like, how could you not have it? Because we're immersed in it. But there's studies coming oh, out. That, I'm saying sixty percent of America doesn't know what it is. Paycheck Protection Program. That's correct. What about COVID coronavirus? 
Is there any way anybody has it? Like, maybe, I'm not talking about deniers that have heard about it and said it's a... I mean, like a homeless or some street person that's just like completely removed from society. I guess so. It's not, uh, homelessness is not funny, but I guess it's... No, I'm laughing no, at I'm, just, I'm thinking of like the yeah. person on the street that like has no connection to the world other than trying to get their next meal and a beggar that probably has some, some mental... Obviously, it would have some mental issues. Maybe, but other than that, I would say pretty... It's the buying pr- public. It's... 99%. Yeah. I'm curious. I'd it has like, to. But how you, would but you, you not think know? That, but I say that about PPP. How could a business owner not know? And it's. But they don't, because I see, and I don't, we don't wade into politics often, but I know they're trying to do the third or fourth or fifth, whatever stimulus package out of DC right now. They're negotiating it. And I think it's interesting that there's a lot of these man in the street interviews in the national media that. There's nothing being done for us. There's no programs. There's no help. And yeah, there is. There's a there's been a lot of help, as in like three trillion dollars worth of help. And between funding for Triple P, EIP program, you know, continued yeah, worker yeah worker payment, the EDL, the um, uh, the rent controlled where you can't be foreclosable. Like there's a lot of stuff that's been done. And I'm not trying to say that we don't need more stuff or less. I just think it's a little dishonest to say nothing has been done because there has been. Now, was the money enough or, or was it too much? Or did it go to the right people? The other side where yeah, they shut down. There's and... so much we could argue about that. But to just be like, no one's helping business. No one's helping us. I'm like, I, you know, that's not really true. Maybe they aren't educated enough in what the programs are. They haven't gone to look up the programs or haven't. They've been too panicking on what's going on in their world to look outside of it to get help. Yeah, that's would be my, my only. But there's, I mean, there's. I, I think there's also like a, an assumption. No, I don't think there's been a lot, and I, and I yeah. do think more needs to be done. And I don't, I don't want somebody here. Oh, that guy works for a bank, and he just thinks everything's fine. No, no, I am far from thinking. If you're the saying there's fine. nothing been done, then you're incorrect. But I keep reading saying. these men in the street, kind of like. Congress is doing this, and Jennifer that owns the florist on the corner, you know, blah, 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 that nothing's being done for small business. Nothing has been done to help us. I'm like, a lot is, this maybe is just my opinion, but I feel like banks have done triple P with the government as the pass-through. You've done individual payments. They've done individual small business lending. They've done foreclosure. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's like, you can kind of make do in the box we're given right now somewhat, I yeah. would say, if you're a little savvy and kind of can understand the system. Yeah. And it still may not, again, to your point, may not be enough. Oh, I mean, if you're retail or a restaurant or whatever, I mean, it's it's got to be tough. I mean, oh, I mean, yeah. It, I, totally. I saw a picture from from Disney World of the teacup ride, like somebody's there. That, that two people with a mask on on each every other. There was one. a dog in one of them, so I guess it's like a like a. Um, it's a service I, animal. Likely it was a service animal, yeah. But it was just like no, but nothing else. One person and a dog. And then the people that were in the other teacup, that's just empty. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Which interesting to your point about service animals. In the news this week, Southwest Airlines, you can only take dogs now. You can't. People used to take snakes and rabbits. and Like a service snake? And rabbits, yep, comforting. They were comfort animals, and you could huh. take them to comfort you while you flew. And Southwest was pretty lenient about it, but it caused a lot of disruption. I mean, yeah. imagine somebody. My wife with would a, not get on a plane. With a python sitting behind you. She wouldn't get on. <laughs> Uh, there would so, be a zero so I think percent it, chance. And I think it, it it's... You can't talk about snakes around Mary Megan. Snakes on a plane. All right, so a couple of things we're going to talk about today because we can get into the, the Jocelyn banter about 
Super Bowl ads, which is actually very relevant to this audience because you should watch it and see what you can pull from it for your uh, theming and your context of the year and maybe what not to do could be as important as what they do. I, I'm going to make two two predictions. Two, two predictions. bold predictions. Bold. Bold. Does the word bold bother you? <laughs> anyway, I think it's going to be a rehash, like almost like repeat of March, April 2020. That You're going to see a lot. It's going to be a lot of this unity. We're all in this together, which is absolutely true. Good message. But I think it's going to be like it's going to feel like those original COVID ads because all these like big brands like kind of didn't get to say it then, and I think it's going to be really disappointing. I think I don't think it's. Going I think to be, I don't think it's going to be funny. I think I comedy's almost funny. out of place right now. I now I would like to laugh. Yeah, but I don't know that it's out of place. I do think with what happened in D.C. and like hey, we got a, you know there's a different president and then the feeling like you're half the country's ticked at the other half. But I think it's going to be super political, super like messagey that when people, as you've said, just kind of want to like, I think we sort of forget or maybe agencies or whomever is what I mean by we, but like sometimes football is just football. Sometimes. And sometimes it's just an escape. And I think it's not going to be that. I think it is going to be super something to say. Well, brands want to be talked about, too, so that's yeah. part of it. A couple topics of discussion today. One is a topic I brought up a few weeks ago. I mentioned it in a column, and it got a decent little response on the socials and to me and others in conversation Tens as well. Of interactions. Nah, more like three. Okay. But um, but there were three very important people. So anyway, it Loud. Was, a loud it was three. Oprah, Gary Vaynerchuk, and Jeff Bezos. So, that, I mean, it's pretty good response. Yeah. Those, they all DM me. And I told me to never mention them again, ever. <laughs> but, but, Cease and desist. Yeah, exactly. No, uh, That'd be a good little office-like gag. Yeah, I heard from Oprah. I got can't and talk about him anymore. <laughs> can't talk about that topic. But it was, um, I mentioned social media imperative and what that is. Impairment? No, not, well, that's where we are, yeah. is we're in an impairment, but it's the imperative. And the imperative is banks for so long, for different, just lack of, Effort, sophistication, talent, whatever it is, seem to be defensive one. Oh, someone said something about us. We have to comment to non-creative and more like we're going to be closed on President's Day. We'll open tomorrow. And they're meshing. And then the other message would be like, check out Teller Bob or check out this check we gave to the nonprofit. Very just sort of trope, cliche, same. Homogenous. Yes. And so, but that's what we're doing. And what it the imperative was is that I think financial services companies need to grow their audiences. And I don't Mm -hmm. think enough attention has been given to audience growth. It's been given more to content and context of the content. And so I've been kind of reviewing what we do at Renaissance, because that's where I work, and what we do with you you guys. And it's always like, how how do we get a bigger audience? Because the content's there, and we're getting a lot of views once they get into it. But growing your likes... Growing your connects, your friend, whatever you want to call them, depending on what platform. I think it's imperative that we do it is why I caught that, because it creates your own community where you can then... Very efficient. And you can control the the medium and the message and whatever, because I think media, obviously by newspaper sales and whatever, is is down. We know it mm-hmm. is. Advertising is causing that. But when, when you can control a message to the audience you want to get it, 
you can cut them out of the loop. And then it's not, well, that reporter misquoted me. It's no, everyone got the message because we put it on that channel because we have enough enough depth and enough people following us. that. It, so I've caught the social media imperative that we focus too much on content and context and maybe defensiveness instead of growing the community to then use that as a weapon for our brand. Yeah, I think there's always been a chicken or egg or at least I've been asked a lot, like, do I do my content first or do I grow my audience first? And I think everybody now has at least gotten onto the content game, at least that there, there is content, there's a volume of content that shows that there has been activity. Not that anybody's ever going to go back and go through all of it, but there, there's a volume of content if you've been around at all. So that chicken or egg is gone. Now it's time to build the audience. So we keep track of peer audiences and total social channel follows and compare. And it's interesting that some banks, you can tell which there's a lot of banks that have really good content for banks because I'm not highly, you know, highly appreciative or, or highly promotional of a, a lot of bank content, but they have good content, but they don't have a lot of followers. I, I see all the time a couple, you know, something they're real proud about and there's a hundred and Hundred followers on LinkedIn, or you know, Facebook. I see plenty slow. of speakers speaking about their social media efforts. They have 50, 85 followers, or they they don't get any views when they yeah. post something, and you're just like you're talking about something which you are not a great practitioner of. Well, I mean, they may be so, good at content, but they're speaking to a very limited audience. I mean, like, I mean, my third grade teacher was fantastic, but for the year that she had me, was an audience of thirty five. <laughs> you know uh, uh so the the imperative for us is to grow that audience again i know that sounds weird i don't feel like it's talked about enough i feel like content is worn out i feel like what you put on there is worn. Out. i think the well, what's how, how do you handle it but no one ever says how do you really grow an audience well you do good content yeah but well I if don't... it's shareable that's an organic growth yeah and i think that you know things that that you slash we've done other partners our content is shareable. The content, you know, So True Y'all, SEC Shorts, but also that has its own audience. I mean, there's a big reason of the purchase there is because they... You're buying eyes. It, it was buying an audience that they in turn, I mean, has said, we've seen the comments like, this is hilarious. Thanks for bringing me this content all the time, Renaissance Bank. I'm, I'll... This is great. My yeah. next checking account with you. But the other side is content is harder than audience building, in my opinion. Now, it may... Take longer, it may be a, a harder fault thing, but I mean, you can begin to build an audience if you have content in place by by promoting it, by buying, by putting it in front of more eyes, and those people who see it, a certain percentage will then follow your, if it is valuable and if it's good content. So there is no chicken or egg. You do have to create good content, and I do think it does have to come first. I think you have to have a, you can't start, you don't need to promote an empty. Well, you have to have something. Yeah, you don't. Have, you cannot start buying eyeballs to come to an empty social platform. So start with good content. But if you've already got that going, then the next step is easy. It's hard to have a seminar. Like if I gave a seminar right now, ABA calls me uh, and said, "Come give a seminar on audience building in social media." I would say, "Buy it. Have a good time." <laughs> I mean. It's cheap. It's purchasable directly on on every platform. You can. They even have campaigns or what kind of campaign do you want? Audience building, like campaigns or whatever. Yeah, yeah you can, like you can, likes, click throughs, whatever. Audience building campaigns. Yeah, and I don't. I think 
Make good content and buy it. I guess it's a two it's a, it's a two parter. Yeah, buy the campaign to build it, yeah. where it's placed for that specific the purpose, and then buy the audience or all of it all together, yeah. and just sit back and watch and don't be. Engaged. I, I think that's probably why it hasn't gotten much love, but because because it hasn't gotten much love because it's it's simple. Then the focus has been taken off of it. And it's like this weird cyclical thing that people haven't then built their audience. Oh, I, I see some banks out there that have more employees than social media followers. Mm-hmm. And that's when I'm like, you could low hanging fruit, send out an email and say, if you're on this channel and, and list them all with an icon, say, click here and please like. And you can, that's like day one stuff. Yeah. And then two is community, board members, family, real micro, and then move it into clients asking, I mean, how many of us have sent out an email asking our clients to like our Facebook page? Not since 2012. I mean, and, and I don't think that's like offensive. I, now, I don't think it's a. It, but it may not be a value. If you're not if you're not putting out good content, though, real real hard to ask. Well, Come it's, see our mediocre social platform. Well, it's the nothing kills a bad product like good marketing. I mean, yeah. you're trying to market to them with a bad product. Yeah, I am with you. I think the content has to come first because. But there's ad if there's a dre- if there's a dress code to get into the party and you don't have the dress code you're not in the party so get in looking right and then you'll get the followers act right act look right act right do right so social media imperative for 2021 I'll mention this in the column too with our good folks at the American Bank Association is to focus on growing communities of influence uh, whether that's your followers or who follows you because there is the also strategy of who follows you may be as important as how many follow you. It is. I mean, cause like if you build an audience of your employees, not the best audience, but they can share it and you would have but that that's where I get, they share continually because they're proud of but, their but brand. You still, if you had to tell them to like you, you might have to tell them to share the stuff. Too. <laughs> I'm just yeah, saying. Exactly. You know, it's sort of a weird, you know, a weird thing overall, not, not weird. I have this fascination with LinkedIn of like, these weird human interest stories that get 90 million views. Like, congratulate Jimmy. He deg- he graduated college. Oh, the ones that get me is when someone's like, here's my advice to young people on their resume coming out of college. And it's like, what would you say? And 90,000 comments. or And you're just like, who even took the time to look at this? But yeah. It's pretty, there's some mundane. And then I see some that's like some know, mediums, a channel, but what, or whatever. But like, you'll see some like, Somewhat respectable outlet that someone's reposted, or and like nobody's looking at it, and you're just like, but that was awesome. I'll tell you the other funny thing to me, and I'm sure some of them are listening, is, and I I just can't participate in some of this. LinkedIn's a a a relatively weird thing. It's a business. We we viewed it as this business platform, but it's a job platform. I've looked at it. the The content that gets the most play is hires, job seeking advice. It's not, hey, business person, here's business stuff. It is not there. But the vendor circle comment, whatever, like, and I could name. Oh, names. it's a major echo chamber. It but is it's an absolute like, major ve- echo chamber. And and I'm glad to be in such good company. Like, look, y'all, I like a lot of my vendors. Some of y'all, I don't, but uh, <laughs> are just like whatever. But it's like this vendor echo chamber of yeah, you tell them vendor speak vendory. It's like who is uh, what the, what's. What what value is that? Wait, if, if anyone follows me, God bless you on LinkedIn. But I I like check in for like a day, and I'll like type a bunch, try to be funny, post them, yeah. or just be stupid, and then I just disappear and like yeah. don't post anything, or I or I might re- I'm very repost. Fit. I'm, I'm a fits and starter. Uh, like the other day, I, I made a joke about 
all the emails I was getting, the cold emails I was getting, and uh, sent out this big post reply to somebody, and they was like, well, if you just ignored them, it'd take a lot less time than all these big posters sending out. And I was like, yeah, but I was, I had 20 minutes, and I was kind of sitting there and need something to do on a conference call, you know, whatever. So my point is, is like, I hope some, I hope whoever sent that can hear my eye roll at that comment. I just laughed. I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, but then I'm not going to post for a week, and yeah. because I'm at the point. And this is like, someone's probably eye rolling and thinking, well, that's not good social media practice. I'm not at the point of trying to grow my LinkedIn community anymore. I'm where I want to be right now. Yeah, and all I'm getting right now, I have not gotten a real person. I mean, out of 100, I would say I've gotten a real, like, I met you and I'm interested in engaging with you on a social platform. Maybe one out of 100 in the last 100 has been a real human I actually wanted to interact with. The rest of it is 10x agency Everybody's trying to trying to sell or buy my agency. Cloud service. Do you have the DXP platform of the best journey? S- sale like um, sales leads. Look, audience. Um, we're probably going to take two more clients. I'm not mad at the industry and have a lot to prove. If you really want to sign up, then I'm kind of like the Nick Offerman. Do business with us or not? I'm not going to beg, sort of thing. Or, but it's still the whole like. I don't know. It's pitiful. It, I think LinkedIn, the LinkedIn in-mail is pitiful. I think, to your point. I like how you say that. Pitiful. Pitiful. I'm going to say for mine, one in every 20 is interesting. One in every 100 is something that I that might be like, would you be willing to speak at a conference? And out of those that are the one in 100, out of, the math down, a small percentage of those is one I'm interested in doing. Yeah. And it, it's just, and most, the crazy thing that I think, and and this is going to go to the next part, which you wanted to talk about earlier, is these are blast targeted males because, as in emails, not males as in gender, they never know what I do. They they don't know that, look, I'm on a podcast with my agency, maybe say, see, mm-hmm. you would kind of know we have, you, if you, Said you did homework, yeah. you would know that we have an agency record at Renaissance. I mean, it's obvious if you Google Renaissance agency, yeah. like you would know what value you're going to bring that that we don't in the and, getting the Johnny voice out. Well, and to talk to like and be like, I saw you had a book. Now I I'm by might the way, buy it, one. And if and any do two you of you listeners want, want a good agency, I will put you in a podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Didn't say, it was, didn't say it was this podcast. No, but just a, a podcast. We have another podcast. I don't know if we've ever talked about that. No. That one's secret. Don't tell anybody about secret that. Secret podcast. Don't tell anybody about it's that. It's like the secret menu at uh, In-N-Out Burger. Yeah, it's secret. You don't know. Different names. No, not us. <laughs> you're <laughs> not going to bust that, that up. <laughs> I told somebody the other day, um, going to do a thing, and it's like, so-and-so kind of like, well, they're welcome. They just weren't invited. Yeah, exactly. But to that, the targeting of it. So oh, yeah. we talked about this earlier about how a lot Good of people lunch. are in, in the email, and I'm not amazed by it because I understand it, but and, and we don't do it at Renaissance Bank. There are other lines of business that will tend to, that may jump into this, but I'm saying I'm taking the bank part off of it that I control. We don't just blast target anymore, and that's been done in the past. But, you know, you get these emails and it's like, Dear John, and then it's just like, blah, 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 and you're like, that is everything obvious do. we don't know you by the content of this email. And we don't ha- and it's obvious that I don't do that to me. Like, if you knew me, you would know that I'm not in the market for new enterprise software for security because I don't do that for the bank. Mm-hmm. So, so, hey, but put me in touch with who does. Yeah. Can you put me in can touch you with the person? Me? I may have the wrong contact. Can you? Because I want that person to like me that much that I'm going to give them. Yeah. Their, I'm just going to give a blind recommendation. But my point to all that was targeting of this. Yeah. 
It's like a, fishing, right? If you and get, not in the negative term of well, pH fishing. If you've got fishing. dynamite, um, you can catch a lot more or a net. I, I think there's a targeting fallacy that has been perpetuated by my industry, which is advertising, that has forgotten. I mean, it's like, I don't know, it's like Kraft macaroni and cheese. Like you could advertise that on Nickelodeon and children's programming, and they're going to ask mom and all of that. But I think pretty much everybody in America, I don't know, everybody that's heard of the coronavirus has Kraft macaroni and cheese in their pantry. So my example was is that when you get those, the emails, you can opt out or you can erase them, but you've got to realize that they are that poorly targeted. And the the funny ones that get me is when I reply to one of those emails, I rarely do it, but I'm like, mm-hmm. please remove me from your email list. And they'll, and they'll reply back. Like trying to sell you. Or, or they'll say, I specifically chose to email you with that information, and so it was not spam, like being defensive about it. And I'm like, no, you didn't. There's nothing in there that had anything to do with what I do. If you yeah. took two seconds to look me up, and I'm not saying you did because you were right. mass targeting, I don't expect you to. But, and this is the fallacy. So, like, this is the thing is that targeting is important, which is what you're communicating. Like, you really want to be targeted, too. You don't want to get an email that's about, I bet you use a bunch of brochures because they didn't look at Renaissance Bank. And targeting has gotten all this love in the media. Like we should, t- and look, I will tell you if you can target someone, if you can speak to them personally, absolutely you should. But what are the barriers? Time, energy, yeah. money. Unless you've got a small market. Like for you, if you were looking for, New bank clients. I need to target banks, probably. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then you got to target a certain asset size that fits well for your agency. Like you can you can get it yeah. down to 30, 40 targets, and then you can get real personal. We have twelve hundred for my business to be meet its goals, which are even not even goals. Like it's what I I would max. It's more like ceiling that I would uh, would take is two out of twelve hundred. Yeah, so not bad odds. And see, we have like. 40 million people. Yeah. So there's a time for everything. But if we're talking about retail DDA, there's this sense of like, we need to target. Advertisers have convinced people that there's a way to go find the one or 2% ABA. And we're, we just put a, uh, we're putting a piece out. By the way, I will, I will give a little self plug. The content that Mabus Agency is putting out right now. Here um, we go. Is, um, is legit. Proud of my writers. Proud, proud of myself, I guess. Proud of Riley Manning. He put out a, a piece that coincided with the last simple. Anyway, it's good stuff. Worth following. So so follow us on Facebook or Instagram. But what I'm saying is there's this fallacy that we should target. And yes, you should when you could. But sometimes in retail, let's just talk about retail DDA. Uh, you know, there's a whatever 30% of America is unbanked. Is that right? 25 is the but, number but that I get. One, I don't know why we keep going after them because they've communicated they don't want to do it. Maybe I guess because one of one or two percent of the 70, 75 percent that is banked is looking to change at any point in time. ABA shared with a morning consult report. But let's look at this simply. Let's say you're advertising ground level DDA and there's an audience out there possibly of 5,000 people of any given audience of, of 10,000 that 5,000, I'm just trying to make this so, it's, so that you can't see me, 5,000 people want a DDA. There's the sense that we want to go advertise to those only. And let's say that costs two bucks a piece to, to advertise to them in a, in a meaningful way. But let's say the audience, the total audience size is 10,000 and that costs a dollar a piece. Same ultimate cost, $10,000. 
I would go with the second scenario of advertising for a dollar a piece to the 10,000 audience instead of spending the extra effort of maybe even whiffing at the wrong 5,000 at $2 a piece because the 5,000 audience that's looking is inside the broader audience. So at times, we will back up and not target because we get a brand impression um, with those other people and we still hit the audience we're talking about as long as the ad quality is good enough. Obviously, this is something I concentrate on. But you you cast a little bit wider net. You still get the audience you're going after that was interested. Yeah, you get some people that weren't, but ultimately you did the same thing and you can probably deploy that campaign faster. And again, with more surety that you got the intended audience for about the same amount of money. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense hearing it audibly, but... No, it does. You, you, and you get brand awareness or at least branding, I don't know what you want to call it. Brand lift. Yeah, whatever it is through the whole thing, but it's it's kind of the example of uh, EDDM every door direct mail. When we were look when we did direct mail years ago, we haven't done direct mail on the on the bank side in a while. But uh, we would look at a targeted area and say, do you want to target specific households, or do you just want to blanket with with just addressee of a postcard or something like that? And you would drop it into the market, and the postage was significantly less. And now you're hitting everything in that neighborhood. So you're not hitting a specific demographic of income or whatever. Which is good from a regulatory standpoint. You're just hitting everybody that lives in this area, yeah. this zone that the you buy. Out. And the carryout, and it's, is the postage like half? No, it's it's much lower than half. But, and they're just, look, they're just throwing it in every mailbox. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Which, you know, you miss the personalization. And I've been through, you know, um, I owned a printing company that we talked about variable data printing, the ability to personalize and things like that, which does show increased response rate. But even then, because the quality of the list matters, as a matter of fact, in direct mail, 70% of the effectiveness of any piece is in the list to which you deliver. But even then, any of us who have sent direct mail have gotten the very angry call that it was addressed to Bob Jones and Bob, how could you send this? Bob passed away. Two years ago, well, it's because you still have your safe deposit box in Bob's name. Or we get some of the say that angriest people over a piece of mail they got because something happened in their personal life, which I understand, but sometimes you don't know, or someone has a multiple accounts, or there's a reg, there's a regulation that says you have to send a privacy notice, and somehow it's gotten you know convoluted. That's an interesting part. I, I think to the targeting part, a good example. That's not targeting exactly, but that we get at our bank is when we used to do posters in our branches, we would say print a, a specific market poster like for Nashville Soccer Club or for, you know, something at Ole Miss in, in Oxford, Mississippi in a poster. But we would when they would come off the printing press, we would just take every poster type they had and put it in a box and send it out to all 200 branches. And I would love it when even though I would explain it. In an email that didn't get read, the branch manager would open up the box and go like, "Why are there Nashville posters or, in here? Or, this or is you sit the I must yeah, have gotten the wrong. This package. is Macon, Georgia. How dare you send me a Nashville poster?" And I go, "No, you didn't read your email. That's cool. I understand. It's cheaper to not. And in the logistics of you would, if you tried to send five or twelve to the Nashville locations, there's a mistake that could. You know that the Nashville ones got to Nashville and. The whole deal is it's cheaper to just print the 20 posters in a box and send the same box out to everybody instead of having multiple hands take the time to separate it, place it in different markets, decide which market gets what. In printing, I mean, it's one of those things, you know, I can print 50 for $2 a piece or 100 for for a dollar a piece. Yeah, and so So, 
on the volume, you're spending the same amount of money with less time of organization. So you're not paying hourly. And 100 percent. And 100% accuracy, because everybody's got what they were supposed to get. If a branch puts up Nashville soccer in Macon, Georgia, or whatever, it's a cool... I I didn't know you sponsored that team. Why you got that up here? I mean, that may not be the best No, but It's an example of how you can oversaturate a a thing, as in a market that we do, and you still get everything. You're 100% accurate. Yeah. And even though you well, it's kind of like the other side of this is the we talk about with the cynics that if every new restaurant that opens in town, there's an old man that says that'll never work. Well, he's a hundred percent correct on the failures, yeah, because he said they all don't work. Which, by the way, if you're a craps player, this is a, a technique called fading. If you always bet, you, you will ultimately win the most times but you may not win the most money. money yeah and it gives that person a fa- i'm always right when they close it gives you a false sense of accuracy yeah, yeah but you're wrong on all the ones that succeeded so ultimately your percentage of correctness may be true but you would have never bet on the ones that won yeah so you know there's a whole area of statistics about this but when we're talking about all the hats you have to wear Johnny O sending out getting posters to the right place. Well, I printed three that cost $25 a piece because they were so short run or off a different technique. Or they cost a dollar because I ran 200 of them and they don't even need them. But even then, you know, no good deed goes unpunished. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You shouldn't have done They don't know what they're doing. No, we know exactly because it saved us a ton of money and it's 100% accurate. The angry call from the branch that didn't get the one they were supposed to get because they didn't know is non existent. But anyway, the angry call is because we don't know what we're supposed to do with these. You know, specific posters for a different market. That I also said. In an email and the instruction sent from the printer that says there are some posters that are not applicable to your market. Please throw away, you know, or use if you if you want for something else. Let your kid draw on the back of it. Whatever. But it, I've always thought that was a funny thing where we've saved a ton of money and been 100% accurate on the posters getting to the markets. But there's always this complaint of like, why'd you send me this one that doesn't work in my market? Anyway, that was my... uh half country, half buccaneer pirate for this weekend to get full circle back to the Super Bowl. So, as we close out this Marketing Money podcast... Because we're at our time today. Mr. Mabus. Yeah. Prediction on the Super Bowl. Who you got? Um, Hard to beat Mahomes, but, um, you know, Tommy... Tommy, he's, what is he, six for nine in the Super Bowl? He's lost to the Eagles and the Giants. So he's six out of nine. This is number ten. Does he get lucky number seven? Uh, I mean, it, that's what that's what's actually going to make this interesting, and it, and it's these are well rounded teams going in. It's not like the defense; I mean, the defense well, generally wins. So here's here's my prediction on it: mm-hmm. the weakest positioning area on the field is the Tampa Bay secondary. Yeah, that's the and wide Mahomes. receivers uh, of Tyreek and Kelsey are the probably Best. strongest people yeah. on the Chiefs. So I'm thinking it's going to be close, but I'm going with like. 34-21 Chiefs in like a, little, a pretty good fourth quarter just kind of move ahead. Something in that range. Yeah. It's repeat, right? What's that? Repeat? Yeah, yeah they Chiefs. repeat. Yeah. 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 I'm going Chiefs. And look, I'm not a Tom Brady hater. In fact, I think he's I kind of respect the heck out of him. But my point is, is like, he, I just think they have too much firepower. Too he much reverse firepower. aged. He got better looking. They did. He, he's like, it, I love when they do the like where he was and where he is like from his draft, and he's like kind of this pudgy he's looking twenty year old. Now he's like this super handsome forty three year old. Yeah. And you're like, what? How did you do that? Yeah, I need I need to know. 
He didn't eat sugar for 15 for years. Huh? He didn't eat sugar for 15 years. I'm fine. Yeah. Wife's beautiful. So what's your pick? What's my pick? I'm Chiefs by like 10 to 13 points. I'm big on Chiefs on it. Tampa Bay by three. Really? Just so I can be different. I okay. Guess. That sounds good. I mean, it, I think it's... You're like me. You don't care. I'm just trying to make a prediction to make it fun. I could... Whoever wins, wins. It's yeah. a Super Bowl. Unless, unless the Titans or Saints are in it, I don't really have a team to cheer for. Well, mine's the, the Colts. Yeah. So. Yeah. Don't we have him. You don't have a quarterback now. So anyway. Literally. Yeah. He just said... I'm out. Yeah. Which is an awesome maneuver. Yeah. So anyway. All right. For the Marketing Money Podcast that markets money on a podcast. When you almost said the secret podcast. Oh, yeah, not the secret podcast. There is another podcast, though, the Maybe Safety Blogcast. We take all of our blogs and That's read them. That's all the time we have for this time, Come on. people. It's three minutes. It's way shorter than this. All right. Later. and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of any financial institution or agency, Renaissance Corporation, Renaissance Bank and its affiliates, or the Mavis Agency. For more information, please visit marketingmoneypodcast.com.